What's up, humans? Welcome back to the Human Music Podcast. I'm Luke Rain, and this is episode 68, Transitioning Out of Lockdown. During the quarantine, many producers have had way more time to sit in the studio and work on music. But lots of places in the world are starting to open up again, for now at least. That's why this week we're talking about getting back out into the world, playing and watching music events, FOMO, carving out time for music, embracing change, refilling your creative well, and not getting burnt out. Our song of the week that you can hear behind me is 2020 by Rip Kenny, honoring this year that we've been sitting inside. Uh, then uh, you should definitely support our sponsors. First, Dojo TV. This is free producer live stream classes from the producer Dojo Senseis. And sometimes we even record this podcast there. Next up, the weekly download where you can learn from Ill Gates himself in his private weekly group lessons and get access to over 240 more episodes in the archive for just 20 bucks a month. Finally, guest practices where you can learn from Seth Drake at the Approach Institute. He is hands down the best engineer we know, and you can learn those high-level engineering skills from him. Best of all, your first class over there is free. All right, humans, let's get on into the episode. Hello, people of Earth. This is Tesco with... Rip Kenny and Trap Jesus, and you're listening to the uh, Human Music Podcast. Woo! Hmm. Human Music Podcast. I like it. Oh, shit! Sunday! It is the Human Music Podcast live! Yes. On it Dojo is. TV, v, 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 the one and only. Wow, that was what a what a delay. <laughs> yeah, it's this plug-in called "Saying It More Times Except Quieter." <laughs> oh, who makes that? Yeah, is that like Native Instruments. That or sounds. Yeah, fancy. that instrument is native to my uh, vocal cords. Native human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, does that go on Black Friday sale? Uh, it does. Out. It does. Yes. Human life is much cheaper on Black Friday. Uh, <laughs> Bill gets stampeded over over a fifty percent uh, off flat screen. The human experience is cheapened on Black Friday. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong either. No, it's not. But what's good? Big up chat. Big up chat. Shouts to the chat. But uh, yeah, speaking of the value of human life, um, COVID isn't over but it uh is lesser or not either Um, way people are going back outside in a big mm -hmm. way and you know it's been a mixed bag being in lockdown for producers on the one hand fuck lockdown but on the other hand hey look at all this extra time where i can have no excuses not to sit right here in my studio and only do music or music related things how many more hours do we have to watch tutorials and work on tunes right but too many all right maybe you know <laughs> i feel like i might have no, over did it many, <laughs> definitely it's 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 coming up there yeah but now here we are you know it's currently uh july 2021 and you know things have been on an opening up type of swing uh depending on where you live maybe more or less you know everywhere's got different rules but 
what we want to know is what does that mean for people like us who are going to have some less time to be in the studio, but maybe more time to be out at shows? What's up with the balance? You know, how do we keep a balance? How do we feel about it? Are we scared to get back out there? Are we excited? A healthy mixture of the two? Let's talk about it. Let's start Let's yeah. start with emotions. How y'all feeling about this change? Man, weird. Life's crazy. Like, I don't know what more there is to say than that. Uh... But, you know, just trying to stay level-headed about it. Obviously, coming out of a crazy time, shit probably won't be the same for a while. You know, I hope everybody here hasn't been affected too heavily. Everybody here in the chat. Um, but, you know, it's like with with every single kind of big change like this comes new opportunity. And I think you just got to orient yourself in that way and just try to make light of the grim situation. I mean, it is pretty grim shouldn't necessarily be overlooked but you know still like if it didn't get you you know then then keep up the good fight and and try and look out for the new opportunities that's what i'm mostly stoked about yeah i'm like struggling between like you know being able to justify like absolute hermit mode writing this album and now it's like oh i should there's there's other things that like are fun that I want to go do now, but then I'm also like, oh wow, now I have like less time to work on this album. I kind of gotten accustomed to like only doing that. Uh and so struggling like with that, but also like being able to actually like go see a show and get like inspiration from like you know other stuff is something I'm really looking forward to. Um I got uh, my first festival booking for the end of the summer in September. So I'm pretty Woo! Pretty happy about that. That's definitely on the you up heard and it up. here first. Yeah, I, don't, I can't. News. Yeah, I can't talk details yet because it hasn't been announced. But uh, you guys will be the first to hear. One of the first to hear at the very least <laughs> on some Tuesday. Depends. Yeah, depends um, which day. <laughs> yeah, you find if it's out a live show it. or not. Uh, plus the the about two week delay we have between recording and uh, airing episodes. So you on the podcast will not be the first to hear. I'm just, I just mm. did the math in my head. It's not yeah. going to work out. But if Unless. you follow Rip Kinney at Rip Kinney Music, true on the socials, then, you, then will. you will actually be among the first to hear. So go follow at Rip Kinney Music. Well, you're at it. You know, you're sitting right there in the same search bar. You might as well type at I am Tesco and at Lou Grain Music. And, you know, if you're feeling really saucy on Instagram, at What Would Trap Jesus Do? And, and follow all of us while you're following at the Human Music Podcast or at the or at Human Music Pod on uh, Twitter. So now Proving that we've. So jump your IQ up 50 points and at true. least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least. Yeah. We've um, done no uh, double blind placebo controlled experiments for those claims, but we're confident. Tiny font. <laughs> somebody somebody comes on to talk really fast not available in alaska please talk to me see if this is right for you. <laughs> oh man but yeah um i feel you guys you know having having you know the opportunity to get back out is really exciting but i've also noticed as i i've personally been embracing this whole get back out to the world thing since i got vaccinated um, 
my two weeks uh, after my vac, my second shot was just in time to fly to my homie's wedding in San Francisco. And so I was around, you know, an amount of people at that time that felt really big. And then since then, I've been getting invited to go, you know, to different parties, DJ, DJ some parties and small shows. And that's been really cool. Um, and, you know, getting around people, you know, making making new friends again for the first time in a long time. That feels really good. You know, those those cool friendships where you, you know, really connect with somebody, have a good conversation after a show. Like, I did not realize how much I missed that part of life. I did yeah. not know how yeah. much I needed that. And, man, I needed that. I yeah, you definitely underestimate, especially for someone like you, who I'd say is fairly extroverted. Like, like I remember reading something like introverts like recharge when they're alone and extroverts recharge when they're like with other people and then like enjoying the company of meeting new people, just like you just said. So if you're an extrovert, COVID was probably extremely hard for you. Um, and so I totally feel you on that. Like that would be a huge boost to morale just having that alone. I mean, you you've actually played a couple shows uh this summer post reopening everything, you know, everyone getting vaccinated. How how have those been? What's the crowd been like? What's the vibe been like? I mean, fucking awesome. It's been so cool, especially like you know, just getting out and like, you know, one friend will invite me to a thing. And then at that thing, I'll meet like 10 cool people and then they'll start inviting me to stuff. And, you know, none of them have been like, you know, a big show or a crazy crowd or any of that stuff. But it's all been, you know, it's all been the right size for each event, you know, and I've, I've got to DJ in some cool spots. I got to DJ like kind of out in the woods on a on a cannabis farm. Uh, I got to DJ at a at a at a birthday party in a living room. I got to DJ on a rooftop of a building with a view of downtown Seattle and Lake Union in the background. Um, and I got to DJ in a treehouse. That was really fun. Uh, these, these all sound incredible, by the yeah, way. Yeah, like yeah, what? <laughs> yeah these these good folks had built a uh, built a treehouse on a property like forty five minutes out of town. Uh, on highway two for those in the area in Snohomish, but yeah, they, they built like a platform and a DJ table in a tree. And I got to stand up there for like four hours and smoke bowls and, <laughs> and play my favorite tunes for a bunch Sounds of people style. who really hadn't heard almost any of the music I was playing, which is really cool. People kept running up into the tree. Like, dude, what is this? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That and, sounds badass. Yeah. Getting, getting a really good response and, uh, you know, like I'm saying, the DJing has been super fun. Meeting new people has been really awesome. And it's just been a cascade of getting invited to more and more cool events. And so that part of it has been absolutely incredible. And I wouldn't trade it. But I have noticed that since that started happening, I have had, you know, A, just less time because there's been more nights I've been out doing shit. Um, or, you know, all the way into the next morning still doing shit and then tired that next day. Um but, uh, you know, also just like a little less like, m like urgent motivation. There was something, especially like the first half of the lockdown where I was feeling like really, especially motivated to get a lot of shit done and be super productive. Cause it's like, well, I can't go travel. I can't do anything else. I can't network. I can't this, that, and the third. So I really better step it up and, 
you know, do all of these things like, hey, start a podcast and learn video editing, this, that, and the third, like all these extra things. Um, and, and I was writing a ton of music and drafting a ton of songs. And over the past like month, I have cut so many things down to almost zero. Mm. And I, part of it, you know, I think is like, you know, just getting used to being out again and, and you know, being tired from partying uh, that I hadn't done in a long time. That's that's a thing. Um, part of it, I think, is just also just like needing a general reset from the fever pitch type pace I was running myself at for months on end, where just mm. every day I felt like I had to get a bunch of shit done. And it's been a nice contrast, like reminding myself that I don't have to be extremely productive every day for the day to have been worth it. Um, plus it's summertime. Can, I'm trying can to spend you, more time. In can you outside. send that to me as a text message every day? So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not to sidetrack you, but the last two days I haven't been that productive and my mood has been not great because of it. Uh, which I think is funny. It's like something to get adjusted to, right? Like as you start to exactly, like you said, go out and do more stuff, like less time for music and all you're comparing it to is the amount of time you had for music before. So then you're like, what the hell are you doing? Um, yeah but yeah continue i mean you know that's that's the that's the heart of it right you know things are changing and you got to be able to accept that change and and roll with it somehow and you know now there's a lot more opportunities of what i can do so i think being very aware of you know what i say yes to what i am consciously giving up the opportunity to do by taking the other opportunity you know staying at home gives me the opportunity to reorganize my library or write a tune or do sound design where going out gives me the opportunity to like play a set meet some people get more people aware that i'm a musician that i'm a human make friends like all that shit and both of them are dope but now for the first time in a long time i'm actually having to make that decision again and make, you know, balance that opportunity cost. And you know, for a few weeks there, I just got real hooked on just going out, you know, it's going like doing stuff like four nights a week, all of a sudden where I had been doing zero nights a week for the longest. And, uh, you know, I'm okay with it. Honestly. Um, I think we were talking about this an episode or two ago where, you know, sometimes you get overwhelmed on your tracks and you need to take a break from them. So like, I have this big batch of tracks that I just have not listened to at all in about a month. And I'm really excited for whichever day I get the itch to go listen to them again and figure mm. out now that I barely remember what any of them sound like, figure <laughs> out which ones are actually worth, you know, doing the final polish to release and which ones I can just be totally okay letting go with, you know, that 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 feeling of like oh but i worked so hard on it has kind of disappeared because i don't remember the work or the song now i can just go back and listen to it with pretty fresh ears and make uh an unbiased decision on which songs don't suck yeah that's always so important that fallacy of sunk costs it's just crazy especially because if you if you work that hard on a song, you probably you probably liked it, maybe even loved it at the at the time, right? And then to back up and then compare it to other works you're working on, and be like, is this as important as these other ones? It's like so hard to do in the moment, um, and incredibly important. That's also why you know meeting new people and playing some new shows where you can test out some of those rough drafts. 
those test masters and see which ones are bumping with a crowd is also super important. Absolutely. Like with a crowd on a system in between two tracks that I know work. Like Mm. if I, if I drop my track right between ill gates and rip Kenny, I know for sure whether or not my mix is up to par. Cause if ill gates or rip Kenny took the time to put that out, then I know, you know, my tune has got to stand up to that on volume and frequency response and and dynamics and punchiness and a whole lot of other things that become really apparent to you and anybody listening to the set you're playing as soon as you drop it. That's that's actually been one of the best uh one of the best parts for my music during this transition here is that I have gotten a chance to sprinkle a bunch of my new tunes that I was the most confident in and and get some live feedback and take some internal notes in my head about oh you know what like that tune right there definitely is lacking in the high end or this tune right here i had to i had to turn up two decibels on the on the dj mixer to make it fit and you know that's invaluable and it's it's harder to get when you're isolated in your own room hearing stuff the exact same way you know, and for for a hot minute there, since I didn't have any gigs, I wasn't like doing any DJ practice and having to practice and put my shit in the set, like reminded me of like, that's maybe the best monitoring environment for like doing oh, referencing, right? Is mm-hmm. like when you literally can't touch a single knob on your track yeah. to, to, you know, you can't affect anything. You can't change anything. You're just stuck in record box with the track you printed and you know, any regrets that you might have about it that you need <laughs> to file away for later when you do have the chance to get back to it. That shit's yeah, powerful. It is. 100%. And like that, and it's a fresh, it's a fresh set of speakers that yeah. you, you, you aren't accustomed to hearing music through, but you've also played a bunch of other music through already in your set. And music and, I know really well yeah, in general. <laughs> yeah. So then you're like, oh, wow. Like the sub on, on, on these few notes definitely doesn't hit. But it is funny how like that test of like, does it move a dance floor? Like it definitely is different than the ones you would expect, right? Like there's there's always like a few that you thought were going to go off that maybe you played at the wrong time or just aren't as dance floor friendly as you thought. And then the ones where you're like, yeah, like I made this beat, but I kind of, I think it would work in between these songs. And then all of a sudden people are like loving it and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. So I need to probably double down on that one. Yeah. That such helpful feedback. Yeah. That's been the biggest uh, positive thing for me recently is like showing all of my friends I hadn't seen in a long time on music, friends that aren't necessarily music producers and getting their thoughts on it. That's like totally shifted the way I, make music in this last little while and like you know obviously we talk all the time we have a bunch of music producer friends all that good stuff but we're always approaching at it one way you know and like sometimes the person's focused on the mix down or making the snare pop harder or whatever but like everybody else has just been telling me like that song works that's a vibe that's not a vibe that could be a vibe, but it, it's not currently. And that, like, having all of that yeah. music that I thought was really good and then having that sorted out into good, has potential, does not have potential from a listener standpoint has just 
yeah, it's just really shifted my direction as far as like what I'm thinking about. And then also like now that I've been hanging out with people a bunch in a bunch of different situations, blah, blah, blah. You, you, you start to like really notice like where everybody's headspace has kind of mentally been this last little bit, what everybody else has been listening to, what kind of music they associate with this situation, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like, and, and also to hear from their point of view, what each person actually hears in the song. Like Mm. there's, there's typically like one main thing that sticks out to people I find. So to hear what that is for everybody is just like invaluable stuff. Like, nobody is going to give you that advice. Yeah, dude, you know what's so funny is like my most trusted source of thumbs up, thumbs down is my girl Shelb. Uh, and even I know I've been playing her too much music over over quarantine because the other day she told me my kick drum was too loud and I was like, all right, Tilt, no way. No way are you giving me that feedback right now. <laughs> Uh, is too much. Uh, so yeah, I I need some fresh ears on my stuff, um, and I'm looking forward to having that opportunity. Oh man, yeah, man, absolutely. But you know, what is it? You know, are are you willing? Are you willing or able or excited to give up some of that studio time, or or are you dreading dreading that that you know inevitable? <sighs> lack of availability is both an answer yeah yes <laughs> like, i'm a pisces both is always an acceptable answer because <laughs> man i definitely i'm glad we're talking about this today because the last couple of days i've been feeling like a piece of shit internally because i'm like man i feel like i'm letting all this time slip me away but then there's the conflicting emotion of oh well i haven't seen this person in forever and they're actually meaningful to me or you know like just seeing like grand grandma and like all those kind of people in my life that I didn't get to see as much and like internally I'm just looking at the volume of work that I've accomplished and I'm like eh, it's not up to par therefore it's it's a bad day kind of thing even though I appreciate the day for what it is there's still that voice in my head at the end of the day like man, you didn't do enough. You could have done more, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I've gained that valuable music insight, like I mentioned. And then also on the contrary, just like, you know, grass is greener on the other side always. And like, I definitely, definitely, definitely remember during quarantine thinking, man, this is fucking boring. I wish I could hang out with people. I wish I could do stuff. I wish I could see this. I wish I could you know, get all these people together and go here. So to finally be able to, to start doing that. I'm in Ontario, by the way. So if you know, you know. Uh, but, you know, we just started opening up back here like a week ago. Shit's, shit's crazy, man. So like to finally see that, I, I, I can't feel bad because I know that, that that's, that's real life. Like it's not yeah. being cooped up in the studio all the time and doing this and that. And also I think of, how many people made amazing music when everything was open again. So, you know, I think for a period, there's going to be an adjustment period where everybody's super amped to go out. And I definitely think swimming with the current is a good idea because 
You're going to get even harder FOMO if you're just watching all the sick stuff everybody's doing, you know, this like first period here uh, and, and you're like cooped up in your studio where, you know, hopefully you've been taking time during quarantine to work on that. And now you can kind of just take a brief period to kick back with everybody else who's going to be super excited about going out. You know, that person that might be able to help you move forward or you know, that person that might become a very meaningful friend to you for the next couple of years or the rest of your life or whatever you might meet because everybody's really amped up during this period. Everybody's being social. So I'm excited to lean into that more, but definitely got to find ways to like calm that inner voice and like not feel like a piece of poo for, you know, like what kind of metrics you're achieving or whatever. Yeah, you you touched on something that um, that I wanted to mention, and I guess it's kind of a a broader discussion point that uh, that we can start with, and and it was so centered around like you know what have you learned during the quarantine period that you can then you know reapply to normal life again as we retransition into more time management skills again and. And all of this. And one of the things that you were touching on is like, you know, I feel like I didn't get enough done. And I, you kind of always, at least for me, like I go through periods of feeling like I'm really productive and feeling like I'm not. But one of the things that I learned in quarantine is there's never enough time regardless. So this yeah. the 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 skill that you need to actually learn to that I that I realized only after going through both periods is that you need to carve the time out regardless of what your situation is if if you have all day or if you have 20 minutes you got to carve out the time to work on music production like because i had more time i found myself like you know doing some more like you know watching youtube videos or interviews or something trying to get inspiration from other artists and other genres blah 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 but like all of that that's like kind of associated with getting better at music and then like other than like my, my modular synth like my like my nighttime sound design sessions uh i realized i've been kind of slacking on those um and just like in general it's never it's never just super easy to carve out a bunch of time to work on music or this or that and there's always stuff that i was like god i wish i had 15 more minutes a day to just like work on that thing every day. And so it just taught me that no matter how much time you have, you do actually have to still focus on carving that time out and making time for all those things you want to get better at because it's never just going to like fall in your lap. As soon as you let off the gas pedal because you think you have all the time in the world, you're then you're not you're, then you're not going to get there, right? So Amen. that's that's one thing that I've learned. What about you guys? Um, man, uh, like one thing I try to always think about lately is like this idea of, of seasons and why we have seasons and the way that events are kind of structured out in nature and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like COVID made me realize that like, there is a definite point in that time that is like separate now it's like this very very clearly drawn line in this period of time and it was there was a moment a couple months back when i was thinking like man 
when I was moving and shit, I was thinking, man, like, it's so crazy how this phase is now over. And then this point in time is basically dead. It only exists in my memories. Like, it's totally gone. All those, like, times you look back with, like, fond memories, blah, blah, blah. It's like, now it's gone. And now it's a new time. And then at some point, I'm going to look at this new time as I'm looking at this old time now. And um, yeah, you know, I think also if you look like throughout the year, I don't know about you guys, but for me, there probably is a three or four month chunk where I produce significantly more work than in any other three or four month chunk, roughly like the seasons, right? And, and you know, when you talk about like organizing your library, like networking, doing all these things, I also think back to that, how like, you know, farmers would have to like, you know, plant the seeds and then like grow them, harvest them, blah, 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 blah. And then you go through this period of winter. And I think there's just so many parallels there between like the seasons and our productivity and our character development and like how we go through life because there it it's always going to be something different that's like influencing you at any given time you know whether it's the actual weather or whether it's events like this and you're always going to look back at it as like this like chunk of time in your life uh and so i don't know man that's just maybe even a bit of an incomplete thought there but just something i've been thinking about to kind of make me not feel as bad of, of of my lack of work currently because i realize how multifaceted life is and i realize how artificial it is for us to even be able to sit in these like high-tech rooms and produce beat loops over fucking cones that vibrate and then produce sound that we then critique and alter and then make better and put out into the world that's fucking crazy bro i just try and look at life as like from like a very monkey-minded approach and i'm like man this is so wild what's going on right now and we're just gonna do a bunch of shit until we die and we're going to look back at these chunks of our life as memories and that's what it's going to be like there's no choice but to embrace the new and to look at the new like opportunities and what comes with that you know and like if this is the period of time where we're going out we're doing a bunch of stuff everybody's like readjusting back to normal life then that's just a part of what it is you know it's like when 9-11 happened like you might have been I mean, I was young as hell, but like, let's say the people around at that time, they might have been in the studio cooped up, blah, 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 been in their own little world. But there's some events that just happen that no matter how sheltered off you are at the time or no matter how much you like push it off to the side, it just it penetrates everything that's going on and it affects everybody equally. And yeah, I don't know. We've been through one of those and we're finally getting out, it seems. And like, I just encourage anybody to to like with open arms embrace all of the change because you know when when there is a lot of change happening like now is really the time to you know grab that new opportunity redefine yourself in in more positive ways blah 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 all that stuff you know yeah and hearing you talk about it right now kind of gave me you know a little visualization that you were talking about like you know we make this sound and it's these waves that vibrate these cones right like and talking about how everything kind of has these cycles and these seasons like down to a sound wave has these cycles it has the positive cycle 
and the negative cycles. Sometimes these cycles happen at faster and slower frequencies. Sometimes there's a fast frequency riding on top of a low frequency. You know, it's like, you know, the day to day, hour by hour differences in how you feel and how you respond to life based on like the week to month to season to year ways you deal with with struggle. And, you know, just remember, like, everything has a season, you know, some days, you got to rest more. And some days you're going to work more some days you just feel like you have this unlimited wellspring of energy bubbling up from you from, you know, inside you somewhere, and you couldn't go to sleep and turn off the computer if you tried and other days, you just like, man, I know it's only 9pm, but I think I'm just going to go to bed and and get rested up for tomorrow because I'm wrecked right now. And it doesn't make sense for me to try and create something with zero energy in the tank. You know, so it's like, you know, one of my favorite books is by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's called The Four Agreements. And it's a very good book. But the fourth agreement is do your best. And remember that your best is relative and it changes. Like if you're super healthy and well rested, your best is way better than if you're like sick and like, you know, you know, deep in the flu, right? Like if you're, you know, if you've trained to do something, your best is way better than if you hadn't trained as much and a person that hasn't trained at that as much. Right. And so like, just do, do your best. And sometimes your best is shutting off the computer and going to take a nap. Sometimes your best is going to hang out with some people and having real connective human experience. And sometimes your best is staying up all night after all day of being in the studio, writing your next favorite song you've ever made. And you know, accept all of those things. Totally. I think that leads us great into this question that Slapsilla just posted. Slapsilla, the question king. Yeah, the question king. king. Big up, chat. Uh, what Big is up. that? Actually, what kind of bird is that? That looks like a penguin, right? With a little nose bandage. Uh, but yeah, is asked, that a mustache? Or she. Or uh, do you guys feel like beer. having positive external experiences also fuels your creativity and expression capabilities in the studio yes uh, yes in yes. what ways though yes in a big way well um one that luckily enough during quarantine wasn't really inhibited too much was like for me like getting out in nature and doing stuff oh it's a pigeon so pigeon what's gang. is that underneath his mouth it's is that a fox. is that a be oh it's his beak fucking duh um like getting out in nature and, you know, being able to actually have experiences that get me into flow state in a different way, whether that's just hiking or snowmobiling or mountain biking, or whatever it is like those experiences, actually, I am 100% certain fuel a lot of the music that I make, like the, like the, the, the way that it's like transportive in nature, the, the way that it like the emotions that it brings about, like the energy, like I'm sh like absolutely certain that a lot of those experiences translate back into the music that I make. And then I, you know, I, I, I try to bridge the two as well. Cause I think it's a really authentic representation of myself and, you know, kind of art imitating life. Right. So, um, yes, a hundred percent. So that's like my personal example, but also for literally anyone we've, I think we've mentioned it on the show before, but a diversity of output requires a diversity of inputs. 
And that is one of the things that like when quarantine started and we were talking a little bit about like how it's affecting us and our production, like that was the first thing I thought of because when you just see the same thing in the same places and the same surroundings day in, day out, it's really hard to break out of a creative rut. Like if you slide into a creative rut, really, really hard to break out of that when you're not taking in new stimulus. Um, so th- like have it the, the inverse of that, right? being able to go out again and experience new things, meet new people, share different experiences and have different trains of trains of thought and and points of view on the things that you've been thinking about. Like all of that is super beneficial in, in being more creative. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Gus class in the chat says it's refilling the well and absolutely. Um, kind of reminds me of something I heard. It's more about like helping other people, but it applies to creativity too. You know, it's like, you know, people talk about, you know, like giving, giving, you know, giving their energy to other people to help people out. And, you know, you, but you can't give away, you know, if you've got an empty cup, right? So basically, you know, the, the practice of overflowing, you know, overflow your own cup by doing self-care and doing things that recharge you, whatever those are, so that you can give freely from the little teacup saucer underneath. Like if you overflow yourself with happiness and positivity and good vibes and creativity, then you've got so much energy to spare that you can give to other people to be helpful. And, you know, similarly to your creative pursuits, if you, you know, if you're just hanging on by a thread you know, how much, how much juice are you really going to have to give to this next tune compared to if you, you know, had gone out and done all these things that, that fill you up that, you know, getting out into nature or getting out with people or whatever makes you feel better. You know, you're going to make better music if you feel better in general, Amen. you know? Amen. Yeah, I definitely agree with, with both of you. I think definitely it takes some you know with like everything within context if you're if you're really young still and you you know you want to do music for a living and and all of that and you haven't done shit really in 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 music then definitely tip the scale the other way and like focus in right like i'm not necessarily talking to everybody equally i think you have to like very uh like viciously like sacrifice for what you want to get what you want but given that and everything within reason i think definitely like you know making sure to actually give yourself self-care and get outside once in a while super important like i mentioned earlier seeing what everybody else has been listening to what music resonates with them what music they associate with the current situation, um, you know, whether we're driving or whether we're at the beach or whatever, has been really insightful into like making me turn my eye towards like what other people are appreciating in in music, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's been getting me to experiment with my production choices. Uh, you know, lyrically, it's been filling in a lot of the details of my lyrics like new people i've been meeting new situations i've been in it's all been like inspiring certain vibes and stories that i want to tell and like get across so 
you know, I think uh, like when it was quarantine or even before quarantine, I was going super ham and not going out as much as I, uh, you know, maybe could have because I wasn't anticipating a global pandemic. So now I'm kind of leaning the other way where I'm like, all right, it's been definitely longer than the pandemic that I've been cooped up. Now let me go outside and grab inspiration from the world. And because I've built up years of like songwriting training and like I've written all of these songs where maybe I couldn't deliver on the lyrics or I couldn't deliver on the vibe or, you know, maybe it was one of those songs I showed my friends where they're like, oh, you're trying too hard here. You're, you're trying more than you are expressing. And, and, and it's, it's certain stuff like that that I've realized now, like, okay, I wrote a lot of subpar stuff. I wrote a lot of stuff that had, could have had potential, but didn't quite get there. And now that I've gotten all this practice into like how to actually write songs, how to get ideas across, blah, blah, blah. I find going out into the real world and exposing myself to these situations, uh, you know, just helps like make the songs richer, give them more context. Like, there's more inspiration behind like, like uh, tailoring this song to like a specific audience or a setting or a mood or something like that, rather than me just like trying to write something that sounds fucking sick. That's a banger. <laughs> Uh, you know, just very like general kind of hypey emotions or, you know, just like doing exercises to try to write songs. Um, so, yeah, I, it feels a little more genuine now that I'm going out and like, I don't know, you know, I, like I said, I hesitate because there's like the duality of that, right? Like, I'm not saying by any means that I've learned everything I need to and that I'm the artist that I want to be and all of that. but I don't think that I would be as chill about it if I didn't spend the last couple of years writing all these songs that were asked because now it kind of helps like tame my uh, mental voice that feels bad when I'm not doing shit because I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'll turn this into a song later or I'll, you know, like, oh, that, no, 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 I had to go out tonight because this person told me that this is their favorite artist and now that's giving me like a new direction to look into or whatever you know those are my favorite mm -hmm. yeah yeah so, you know anything to like calm that inner voice uh i clearly i tend to like bias towards the do more burn yourself out approach which i'm not saying is the best but i've realized that's kind of like my default so you know that's that's something i learned too is like now being able to pull it back and like appreciate real life more like i said yeah. realizing that real life is not being in a basement with cones vibrating and putting nice noises <laughs> into your ears it's actually going out and doing shit and talking to people and connecting with other human beings and all yes. that yes you know? yeah that, that's been the biggest thing and you can take that energy back to the basement and that's been one of the coolest the things cones. for me is like you know, I've, I've heard so much music that I wasn't <laughs> listening to at all. Stuff I've never heard before, you know, like different vibes from, you know, different DJs playing different types of bass music from artists that I wasn't hip to all the way to like just hanging out with people who have a loop station. Uh, some some cool folks I've met recently love playing with this loop station and just like making these live tunes we just like tap the mic for a kick drum and then like start doing oohs and ahs and beatboxes and whatever on top of it and just 
have multiple people just jumping on and then like you let the song ride for five or eight minutes or whatever while people are freestyling on it and then you they just like they just delete it and they move on with their life and it's like whoa <laughs> <That is> beautiful <laughs> as a person that's so into like recording what? and cataloging sounds the and stash and obsess over it for yeah. two weeks <laughs> right uh... like that's that's kind of been a really cool you know reorganization of my thought process too just like watching it's it reminds me of those like those you know tibetan buddhist monks that make those like really intricate sand art yeah. paintings and then as soon as it's perfect they just wipe it clean like an etch a sketch and move on and start the next one and it's like that the lack of attachment that I've been watching these folks have mm. to their creations and just making it be the fun of the moment, the social aspect, the collaborative aspect, and all of that as opposed to the perfectionism and the editing and the, and it's like, man, this shit sounds objectively awesome and they've literally done nothing to it. It's like, oh yeah, that one they thought to like turn on the reverb on the track when they recorded it in because that reverb sounds cool. And like past that, like there's like no, you know, they're not worrying about EQ. They're not worried about arrangement. They're not worried about all this shit. And it's like, right. Music is the feeling that moves the people. And yes. everything else we're doing is like extra on top of that. And it is helpful and it is necessary for release. But remembering that that's not the actual point. Like, don't lose the forest for the trees, Luke. That's what I've been like kind of reminding myself, like, you know, and so and now, like speaking of which, though, going back out, you know, and sacrificing some days where I could have been sitting by myself in this little computer room have given me access to all of these cool humans that also make music in different ways from me that I could collaborate with. And I've talked to some of them and a bunch of them are like, yeah, absolutely. Let's find a time to meet at the studio and lay some stuff down. You know, if they're that good at freestyling stuff, they'll definitely be dope at freestyling into my mic and letting me capture it in the DAW. And then I can obsess about their song for weeks on end <laughs> and, and and whatever we collab it into. And I think, you know, again, you know, think about the think about the opportunity cost in both directions and and weigh out what feels right to you today, because, you know, it's not it's not this mad race for some finish line. Cause there is no finish line. It's about living a life you like. And I like getting out here with all these people right now. You know, there's been times in my life where I really liked being a hermit and I got a, you know, quadruple dose of hermitage for a year and plus, and, um, I'm, I'm ready to swing, swing the other direction, you know? Yeah, totally. One thing I've been thinking about a lot too, is it's, it's easy, you know, at least for me, and I'm sure at least one other person relates, you know, Evan, like doing the album and stuff, you get so pigeonholed into like your own, like very small world, very small vision. And when, uh, you know, now that we're able to be exposed to the world again, and it's so blatantly obvious that that this own world we're creating for ourselves is is very, very small in an already very small world, you know, it, uh, it kind of shows me like, oh, you know, you got to pick up your feet too. like, if your only aim is like, finish this song, finish this album, and it's not, 
have a well-rounded social life, do well for yourself and write music and all this, you're going to be obsessing over details that don't really matter. And and it's very easy to go in, in the opposite end of the spectrum from the Tibetan monks where you just obsess over one piece of music or whatever, like you enter mental masturbation land. We've talked about this mm-hmm. concept before. Oh, it yes. is it is the dark side of creativity. It's where you get into overthinking mode and all this stuff. You get super attached to your ideas, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, for for me, at least, like something that's helped me break through a lot of barriers musically in the last couple of years when I look back has been these couple of like key moments where something just clicks in the way that I see another artist do something or excuse me. Um, I see another artist do something or maybe watch an interview or see a studio behind the scenes. And I'm like, man, these guys are doing eight tracks a day. And I've been working on one song for eight days. Like shit like that really helps put things into perspective. And now music aside, when you see that, like, yo, there's a whole like real life out in this world that I got to be living, that I got to be a part of all these people who who I'm part of their lives. They're part of mine, all this stuff. Like you really don't got time to be getting caught up in, in stupid BS, like obsessing over ideas that are not there. Anything that isn't like just bettering yourself at your craft and enjoying the journey and not getting so attached to little souvenirs along the way. Yeah, dude, that's one of the things that like what you said about the loop station is just so beautiful and that I wish I could grasp onto more of is like the creation as a cultivation of flow rather than obsessing over how to make this song better than the last one you just made. I mean, certainly myself, I I have felt that towards the end of this album where at the beginning it's like okay now i just gotta write a bunch of songs and i can pick my favorites now that i have a bunch of songs and you know a good handful that i really love and like a lot that i would in all aspects be stoked to release normally now i'm like entering the like final you know maybe i've got no i literally have a month left four more writing sessions that i've given myself before I like cut it off, like no more writing, like now you got to finish it. Um, I've definitely felt that, that I, my ability to, to let go, to create for the cultivation of flow is just so inhibited by the fact that I'm conscious of, is this song that I'm making better than any of the other ones that I've already deemed are going on the album? Right. And then you, you, you just start to like like throw away good to great ideas in search of that like amazing or perfect one and it's really hard to work like that yeah it's it's really hard to get in the creative flow when you're constantly judging the stuff that you're making and not giving it a little bit of room to breathe or making that and going okay that's cool let's see what else goes with this and then normally that thought of what else goes with this can easily lead to something that's like, wow, that's an incredible melody. Screw this baseline. Screw these chords. I'm starting over. This is the centerpiece. How do I make this the best? But like when you spend 
okay, well, normally I spend like two hours on chords. So if I'm spending three or four hours on writing a chord progression, I'm like, what the hell are you doing at this point? You know? And I've found that like the general idea sketch portion of the song takes me like eight to 10 hours now. Cause I'm so worried about like, this has to be like, this has to be so good before I even like deem it worthy to turn into a full song because like, yeah, it's just really, really easy to get in your head with that stuff. And like you just said with the the loop station or like the, the monks that make sand paintings, they just wipe off like, oh my God, do I need to, I need, I literally need to start doing that just to cultivate that skill. It's like, it's like purposefully wiping your hard drive after a really good session. That sounds so painful when you. Uh, I can't like, right? even. I can't even. I can't even. My my productivity brain is literally screaming and on fire <laughs> just with the thought of that. Um, Shows definitely. your attachments, right? Shouts out but, to the Buddha. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, it's like I said, it's easy to get in that rut of overjudging your stuff, and also like when there haven't been festivals or shows to go to like the new music that you hear that really just like catches your, your ear that you wouldn't have found by yourself because your Spotify discover weekly wouldn't even guess to send you this song. Like those kinds of sets that you see at festivals from people you might not have heard of, but one of your friends is like, Oh no, this is my favorite new up and coming bass music, dude. Um, like, those those sets provide so much inspiration i can't tell you how many like literally every time i go to shams uh shambla music festival up in up in canada god can't wait for that to be a thing. oh i've been deprived been of that their, they're like one stage at a time mini shows this summer and i've been mm-hmm. like looking at them with fomo like man i can't even get into canada yeah massive fomo um but yeah being deprived of that like that like monumental like inspiration flow that comes out of that like it's really it's 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 really tough to you know continue to push boundaries when most of the music that you're already listening to is stuff that sounds similar to other stuff that's made right like you, you it's really hard to have that pure music discovery from someone top level curating a whole experience in which you can understand the nuance of each song and and what makes it work because it's put next to a bunch of songs in a similar context and um yeah all of all of that culminating to it's it's difficult to write music this time period or not and uh we can always be better but you got to cultivate that flow rather than judgment amen yeah Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. And, and, you know, thinking about the new opportunities that are open and and the opportunities that we had and, and that idea of like swimming with the current, like every Dow is shouts out to Dow moon, homie from the dojo shout out. Uh, it's, um, lost my train of thought a bit here, but, no worries. uh, Choo choo! Yeah, go man, with the flow, I totally man. lost that. That's, That's okay, <laughs> man. You'll you'll come back to it as soon as you change topics. Um, so, Slap Solo asks if anyone's going to Lost Lands, and I just also want to combine that with 
anybody got any festival tickets or or show tickets or things that are that are getting announced that they're excited for? Because mm. I know I am. I'm not going to Lost Lands, but I am going to uh, Base Canyon. I got tickets for me and my sibling to go to Base Canyon, and I've oh. never been. It's been a hot minute since I've been out to the Gorge out here in Washington State. Um, I'm super excited for it. The lineup looks insane. Not super pumped for the Gorge's like, you know, way they do policing and security, which is really uptight. It's in a very conservative area, and they really hate EDM shows. It seems like, <laughs> and not not the venue themselves, but the way that the police respond and the way they have to do security it's like these stupid long lines and you no re-entry like once you go in for the day you have to stay in you can't go back and change costumes and shit you know it's it's kind of silly but i am going to that because you know excision put together a hell of a lineup and it's gonna be uh bananas and then i'm also going to like a super small festival out here um closer to seattle in olympia uh in a couple weeks called pixie dust festival that's uh august 7th um, and that looks super lit. It's just like a one day festival on the Puget Sound. Uh, looks super fun. And a, a dude I DJed a couple of parties with this month let me know about it. And I've been telling uh, telling a ton of people about it. So hopefully we'll get a whole crew going. I'm I'm excited about that. And then uh, yeah. I think I can I think I can talk about this. Uh, I I just got tapped to open for Ill Gates in Seattle when he tours yeah. through in November. Sorry, yeah, November booking and super pumped for that because that makes up for the time that I was supposed to open for Dylan at the same venue in uh, May of last year, which, as you can probably guess, did not happen. Getting back out there, watching shows, playing shows. What about you guys? Would you like to go, Evan? I was gonna say you go for it, <laughs> man. Because honestly, I don't over each any... other not to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any too concrete of plans, honestly. I'm just uh, waiting to see what happens with the border here. You know, we got some. Yep. We got like the mandatory hotel stays and stuff, which really jacks up the price. If if, if you got to do that, you know, I'm still waiting to be fully vaccinated and, and just figure out what the whole situation is with travel and all that stuff. Before I do anything too drastic, Shambhala might be on the menu. I don't know. They're, Honestly, they're not doing I it till next know. year, so definitely yeah, plan yeah. to come and and kick it in camp with us. Yeah, twenty twenty two at Shambhala, because yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. see you, so, bro. Definitely, definitely, and and I and I have to make it out there, considering I was out west and now I moved more hmm. east away from Shambhala, and I didn't even get the chance, but um. You know, all of that stuff, like, I, I, I am excited about the festivals, but I'm kind of going to let that pan out and see what happens. Uh, there, there's only a couple that I would I would still go to nowadays. Like, I'm more excited to just, like, go see different cities. And now I got friends that do music or, you know, friends from high school that have moved out and got jobs in different places and just catch that inspiration, you know, and. I don't know. I feel like music's finally like fully integrated into my life. It's all I've ever done 24/7 for the last couple of years. So I'm just excited to like just actually see people and like kick it and uh you know, like hang with you guys and 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 obviously we'll make some music too, but man, we make so much music. I'm, I'm just excited <laughs> to like chill. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's funny because I uh 
I really wanted to go to Base Canyon, but I have a wedding that weekend and went, 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 type F in the chat for not being able to go to that show. Cause I was actually, as soon as that got announced, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to that. And uh, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't work out. But uh, yeah. E sharps in the chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yet, like, to be honest, so I moved down to Bend. Uh, like a year and a half ago and that was like basically I had winter and then COVID happened and I never even really got a chance to like go out and see what the local music scene here is about um, and so there's a couple shows coming up locally that I'm excited to go to and then like I said a couple, couple festivals up in Washington at the end of summer uh, one of them that uh, I'll be playing at that I'm really really excited to go to but uh in general, if, okay, I, if you can't announce on the podcast, definitely announce it to me after we get off air yes, so I can buy I tickets to wherever the fuck you're playing. Because it's been yeah. way too long since I got to get down mm. at a mm. Kenny set since since oh, 2019, boy. people. That's oh, too long. Yeah, Dang. very, very much looking forward to that. But yeah, um, really, really, I, I'm struggling trying to think about anything except finishing this damn album because well, i actually good that's good put, i put together a list in the right place i put together a list of all the shit that i need to do to finish it still because i'm trying to like you know actually have a good pr plan and like uh i still have to write the story that goes along with all of it and make the video that goes along with all of it and tie all that together and there is a lot of work to be done and i am feeling the pressure Amen, bro. Pressure is good. The pressure is your friend. It is actually just don't let it become your enemy. It definitely, it definitely helps me get shit done when I'm feeling that. So, yeah, and definitely shits all over your mental health. Oh, big time! <laughs> Ooh, wee. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a blessing and a curse for sure. Yeah, I think no that's matter. That's like go for it. I was just gonna say. I think that's that's another part again like so many things in life have this like duality to them where it's like you get creativity but also you're prone to getting stuck in mental masturbation like mm. then it's like you have this fire under your ass to go do stuff and so you achieve a lot but then it shits all over your mental health it's like finding the fine balance and like recognizing that everything kind of comes with like this cost to it or it comes with this like darker side to it that you have to learn to yeah manage. it's I mean, like the good wolf and the bad wolf or whatever anything's got a shadow right exactly and so like i think you know like finishing an album especially is such a daunting task it's a lot of work and you don't want to put in all of this work to then release something subpar but then that just feels like more attachment and and the attachment makes it harder to write stuff. You exactly. Eight hours on the chord <laughs> progression, all that stuff. You know, I think um, trying to like separate yourself one degree further from like an outsider kind of perspective and ask yourself like objectively, how how does this play into the bigger picture? Like, I know this sounds really obvious, but there are certain things where like I'll see people in my life or. Um, you know, what was it? Like, there was something I was talking with my parents like a couple months ago where they're like, oh, we used to get really irritated. Like, when there'd be like socks on the floor, you come home, like, 
from work, you do the dishes, you do all this, you're exhausted. And then like someone leaves their socks on the floor and it pisses you off in the moment. But then after like 10 years, we realize it doesn't really matter. And that conversation really stuck with me. And I try to ask myself, like, do I need to flip out for 10 years to learn this lesson? Or can I like separate myself one degree further and ask myself, if I went through this for 10 years, what would my conclusion be? And then do the opposite. Like, I pull that parallel to so many other areas of my life because there was it's like literally a couple interviews I watched like back to back with some some uh artists that i really love and uh they were talking about like man i love my first project but it took me so like four years or whatever to release because i kept getting more attached i kept hating this it lost some of the flavor here because i kept redoing takes blah 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 and then they all say like yeah now music just flows so much easier and i just let it go you know and i try to ask myself again like do I need to be stingy with like 10 albums worth of material for me to learn this lesson? Or can I like remove myself one degree further of separation and look at it objectively and be like, oh, okay, instead of me actually writing 10 albums worth of shit to learn this, how about I just like pull back, interpolate what will happen and then bring that lesson back with me to the present and then try to adjust accordingly. I know yes. that sounds kind of obvious, but like, <laughs> but nobody that, that thinks that way. It's so important, so much bro. Shit. I know. Oh, it's oh, so don't important. at me, bro. <laughs> it it super reminds me of something I've thought like about about gratitude and the gratitude gap. Like something happens to you, say you go through a rough breakup or something, right? And then it'd be like five years later, you like see some lesson you've learned from that shit situation five years ago benefit you and you're like oh actually i'm i'm grateful i went through that because it's helping me right now and you stop and realize like oh man like that means i can probably like forgive some of this anger i've been holding on to and i can move past it and i can i can find a way to be grateful for the life i've lived even though parts of it suck to go through at the time right and so once i started noticing that about some of the toughest things i had personally gone through like say breakups or disappointments or you know, hard lessons learned, whatever, right? I started thinking, okay, well, if five years can turn, this is the worst day of my life to, well, you know, I'm actually not that mad that happened, or I'm actually kind of glad that happened, to I'm actually grateful for this for sure. Could five months do that? What about five weeks? How about five days? Five hours? Five minutes? Five seconds? What's the minimum amount of time in which I could find gratitude for something. And how, what if I just fast forward all that time, like you're talking about, why wait 10 years of being angry at something before you realize it's not that big a deal and you can keep living your life and be happier today. And I think that's awesome. Cause like, you know, the, the pandemic started and there's obviously that first wave of seeing the shadow it casts like, Oh fuck. Live venues are going to be closed. All my shows are canceled. I can't see my friends or family. I might lose my job. So many people are dying. Oh my God, right? All the worst parts are super obvious. And then naturally, we've got to, you know, try and find some sort of silver lining just to keep our sanity. Well, you know, yeah, that all sucks. But hey, at least I have time to do X, Y, or Z. Hey, well, at least there's this, right? And same thing coming out of it. We've been used 
to and accustomed to living with that silver lining. And now it can be scary to go back and be like, fuck, it's opening back up. What if people start getting sick again? What if we go back into lockdown? What if this, we could, you know, look at all these potential shadows that might come with it, but we got to reaccustom ourselves to just like, okay, no, like we don't just have to look for silver linings on the cloud. We can also just like look at the sunshine and, and remind <laughs> ourselves that shadows get cast. If there's a shadow, it's because there's light. Shadows don't happen in the darkness. That's just darkness. Shadows and light go hand in hand in this world of matter. And so like learn to take that step back that Tesco's talking about where you can, you know, take a step back, look at your life over its whole frame, the evolution you've gone through and extrapolate that into the future and be like, Oh, like, you know what? I bet I can learn this lesson faster, or I bet I can be grateful for this situation. If I just take a deep breath and look for the thing to be grateful for, man, uh, that, that is think yeah. of that. Sorry, uh, Evan, no, just to tack on to that point. Uh, it makes me think of that Charlie Rocket idea. And I love the way that he he says it too, because he's like, there's a reason Santa only comes to deliver presents in the dark is because you can't see him. So the same when you're like going through this fucked up situation, you're so fixated on this like negative thing. You don't even realize all these blessings happening in the background until one of them hits you directly in the face and you have to address it, right? It's like, the same idea like you know obviously santa is a metaphor for life setting up a positive situation in the future but there's no reason you couldn't enjoy it sooner if you weren't so fixated on you know what's clouding your vision what's directly in front of you that negative thing yeah yeah uh, that's such a good analogy for quarantine in general um both of what you guys just said really helps kind of put things in perspective for sure for sure i mean like acute experience of the of the past few months as well as the past two years uh on the macro like really 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 taking that one to the bank for sure amen ain't that's why ain't that why we do this because true because we we help inspire each other and and push each other through and we learn so much and also you know get to share this with the humans as we as we all learn it real time in the end it is it is about the humans the human experience as we learn in podcasts amen <laughs> yeah i think uh that feels that feels pretty good what do y'all think it feels like a, that feels I like a bow i like yeah. it I, I, like I like it too all right well thanks for being here with us humans till next week a big peace out and a what peace among worlds ha <laughs> <among> <laughs>
finally support our sponsors you can get dojo tv get some free live stream classes from the producer dojo senseis the weekly download for just 20 bucks a month you get weekly live streams from ill gates himself and instant access to over 240 more episodes in the archive finally guest practices where you can learn from seth drake at the approach institute the best engineer we know will give you the first class for free so you know it's worth it all right until next week everybody peace peace among worlds i like it